You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. First, let me welcome all of our new listeners. Thank you for joining us. Let me give you a little bit of background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. It's all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding impact, uh, regarding issues that impact women. And we do by way of community service engagement, public speaking, mentoring, workshops, and the art. Today's topic is the serial entrepreneur. What my guest, Jay Kevinis. Hi, Jay. Hello, hello. How are you? I am doing so well. You're beautiful. You thank know that, you right? Not. Well, thank you. Thank you. Takes one to know one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I recognize it. Let's get into it, Jay, because you are a uh, a serial entrepreneur, so there's a lot of ground that I want to cover and talk with you about. But first of all, where are you from? I am right here from Atlanta, what? Georgia. Let me touch you. Yes. Rare. Yes. There's not a lot of AT aliens. It's a lot of transplants. Say, yeah. It's a lot of us here. It's a lot of you beautiful people <laughs> here, right? What part of what part of Atlanta? Southwest, North? So Southwest and Decatur. Okay. So. Where it's greater. That's what that's what that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> I'm a metro Atlanta lady. Yeah. Okay. 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 So a little bit of background about yourself, Jay. Like what type of work do you do or your businesses? What do they cover? So I consider myself like a full service small business consultant. Okay. So everything that really touches the your bottom line is where we can kind of help. Mm. You know, I we hold your hand through the process of your business startup um, or if you're already an existing business and, you know, there's just some you just want to just grow your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's maybe some leaks. It may just you just may need some team building mm-hmm. to just curate a better work environment. Yeah. So and all of that affects your bottom, bottom line mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So. I have a great resource of people um, that I have connected with my firm that is able to touch on all these areas of your business. Wow, wow, wow. Let's talk about it. When you were in, my assumption is you did work in corporate America, correct? Mm -hmm. How long were you working in corporate America? Uh, I started in corporate America very young. I did a lot of things simultaneously. Okay. Um, so I think that's also what I, I am the epitome of serial. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I did a lot of things simultaneously. My career started very young. Um, however, I think I got into corporate America when I was about 18. Okay. Okay. Um, you remember your first job? First job? Mm-hmm. Yes. With corporate. Cor- well, oh, with corporate. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was in the hospitality industry. Okay. Okay. And um I moved around. I started off as a night auditor, mm. um, went into sales, um, thought about hotel management. Okay. Um, and then I took a little bit of a turn and started doing a lot of um uh temporary work where I was getting hired by, you know, um recruiters yes. and things like that. And I would take a lot of um temp work, which Really is what propelled me. It mm. gave me an opportunity to work at a lot of different companies uh-huh. and learn a lot of different industries. Okay. Um, and I was able to advocate for myself mm-hmm. as well. So mm. I'll actually buy myself out of the temporary contracts and have them hire me as my own wow. business. 
Wow. Oh, so you talking dirty already. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Why the hospitality? Was it just because the market had jobs at that time or you had an interest in hospitality? Was there any particular reason why that was your first job? Um, there was a there was an opportunity for me to travel to okay. different locations okay. and kind of like learn the ins and out. I thought that would be a good, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like the sales and things of that nature, I thought it would be a good uh, path for me. Yeah. Uh, but it was totally different. I actually started off in the beauty industry. Okay. My mother was a um, celebrity barber. And I grew up as a, what we consider fine. a shop kid. That's why she found So y'all. my very first mm-hmm. career was hair. Okay. So, and it came very natural to me. Yeah. And then you switched into hospitality. Um, I was doing doing both. Doing both. Yeah, I was doing both. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I was doing both. And hospitality can have ebbs and flows. Like, I know it's it's very hard work. It is. Um, It's a constant grind. It could be a 24 by 7 if you're not, if you're not paying attention. You can find yourself always at work because there's always something going on. There's Mm -hmm. a need, et cetera, et cetera. So you were doing some temp things, right? Learn to buy yourself out of that role, maneuver and and do that kind of stuff. And so you're in corporate America now, right? So Mm -hmm. you're successful. So when you decided to leave corporate America, what type of job did you have at that particular time? Um, I was doing a dual role as a, as an independent contractor, um, where um, I was doing accounting and and sales mm-hmm. in the foreign market. They gave me a book of business, um, international um, book of business for this particular company. And um, I really enjoyed it. It, it allowed mm-hmm. me to kind of like touch and understand the different sales while I was able to travel, mm-hmm. which again, something That's that what I you loved. wanted to do. Um, still doing hair, but at the time I was really kind of breaking away from getting behind the chair. Okay. Um, in in a sense. And um and then the I, the company started going through acquisitions. Uh, um and again I was actually selling myself through the acquisitions and I was able to I still maintain that so, role so, for years. So, Jay, <laughs> so so give me give me an example of how you would sell yourself, just so we would know. Like what's the conversation? Like what do you kind of say to the, the the people that are coming to take over, how do you make yourself a value? That's I what. always kept what I call my ears to the okay, you know, okay, all right, <laughs> ears to okay. the street of yeah. the corp, to yeah. the uh, to the to the doors. Yes. I kept my yes. ears in, mm-hmm. and I always position, and and it's all about timing and position. Okay, and okay, um, I leverage. I've always leveraged companies that I've worked with mm. to, like I said, propel to learn as much as I could. Um, find out what those companies' weaknesses are, how they could give it. And that will always frustrate me. Like there would be areas where I'm like, they could do so much better. Mm-hmm. And and that was kind of like tugging at me because I knew, you know, mm-hmm. running business as a as a young woman, I'm I'm just full circle. The same thing that I, I started doing in in just corporate and just um in my everyday career, mm-hmm. I started as also a child. It was always a hustle. Mm-hmm. So um to just try to, you know, learn, take the information, yes. leverage that, yes. take it somewhere else mm-hmm. and, and and sell that same skill set so I can learn something else. I took that to to legal realm. I took wow. that to medical. I got my footing in different industries Everything. to see. And then I I left mm. and I took all that knowledge with me. Mm-hmm. So when you come to me with a particular industry, it's not many industries that I'm not fully aware of. Wow. 
Um, Jack of all trades. Master of them. I know that's right. I know (laughs) that's right. I make sure that I master and I soak up as much and I have them pay for the certifications or the, the, the training and not, and that's what set me apart from other people, you know, that I was working with mm-hmm. is the fact that I knew who to position myself in front of to say, Hey, I want to learn this. I can do this, you know, and I spoke up in meetings and, you know, I just really advocated for, for yourself, for yourself. So how did you, Jay, when did it hit you that you said, even though I'm making things happen for me in corporate, I'm ready to be my own entity. I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. How did that hit you? When did you know that it was time? Um, Just, I, I knew it was time very early on. Mm-hmm. I started, so for me, my motto has been to position yourself to be able to save and put that money towards where you're trying to go. Mm. And I started a family very young. Okay. So therefore it wasn't about, I had to change my path that would fit best for my family. I heard that. Mm-hmm. And so that meant me working my own business and going to my, to, to corporate America. Mm-hmm. It was funding the one thing to help me exit. So that was, that was always my strategy. Okay. So I was, um, it was no longer, you know, probably because I, I left corporate America um, officially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, I want to say 2018. Wow. So, and I started my firm in 2011. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started, and, I, and it's been 27 years of me being in the beauty industry altogether. Wow. So I started very young. So I I was a bookkeeper, you know, for a salon by the time I was 17 years old. She didn't even know I did hair. Mm. And one day um, I, I, you know, had to help her shampoo her clients. Yeah. She was running late and she was like, what just happened? And then that's how I really propelled that career. But that's mm. where I learned a lot of my work ethic. And I was about 17 years old then. Yeah. Um, my spirituality, my work ethic. Um, learning how to keep the books, mm-hmm. you know, how how important it was to have team meetings and, you know, build morale. Yeah. I learned that in the salon, wow. you know, and then meeting all the, these different clients because, you know, that's uh, that's a networking yeah. opportunity all as the time, well. All day. And taking on little things with them as far as like learning the real estate market, mm-hmm. learning, you know, mm-hmm. just different areas um, of business. By surrounding myself with people in all these different um, facets and avenues, and that's how I was like, "Oh, I'm interested in it. Let me go try that." <laughs> you're just a you're so. you're a bright light. Um, most people in those spaces, especially in dealing with hair, um, it, it's too much because um, after a while, because it's a long day, right? You got a lot of different clients and customers coming in. And it's a very intimate space because mm-hmm. you're touching someone, touching their hair, you're taking them to the shampoo bowl, that whole situation. And after a while, people get tired of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been doing it for a long time. They're standing on their feet. They're tired. And the fact that you looked at it as an opportunity, as a networking vehicle to learn different things, to have different types of conversations and meet different mm-hmm. people really is like a really good thing to do because Oftentimes, um, for most of us black and brown people, um, we say we want to be entrepreneurs, but we don't know how to start that. Mm-hmm. We have no really idea what that means. 
Um, there is a transition, right? A lot of times when you listen to rap artists or people in the music industry, they'll say they used to sell mixtapes in the trunk of their car. Mm-hmm. Can't do that no more, right? right? A lot of people are still dealing with cash. We are becoming a cashless society, mm-hmm. right? So the model and the way that we used to hustle and grind, even as a side thing and still going to work has changed, right? right. We have to learn how to be more vi- uh, virtual, more digital, right? It's just a different way to try to make money or just to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so for those that are listening or those that say, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't even know how to start, right? Because now everything's social media. Right. So people are thinking to be an entrepreneur, I need to be in the social media game, maybe have a channel, um, get enough views and likes, and then sponsors will get on board. And that's how I get my money. Unfortunately, that's not the route for everyone. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that your business and I'm a, I'm a name just a few. Mm-hmm. You're a consultant, a can, an accountant, a success coach, an investor, a travel business owner, a tax strategist, strategic planner, an interim CFO. I'm like, you're like a whole, like a whole umbrella. So what would you say to someone, Jay? It's a new year. They said enough is enough. I really need to start planning how I want to become this entrepreneur, but I don't know how to begin. What's the first thing you would say to someone? The first thing I would say is you don't have to do this by yourself. Okay. 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 And I'm going to say book a consultation. (laughs) (laughs) Because what I've learned, I think what I want to say one of my strong points is um, attributes is is being very personable, you know, and just pulling out of you um, what your vision is. And a lot of times, oftentimes, the person that wants to get started Mm. and has not yet, they truly don't even know what they want to do. They haven't formulated that. Right. And that's what that discovery call is about. Mm. It's about me learning a little bit about you, getting a little personal right, right. and just kind of finding out what would be your niche. Because people's like, oh, I want to do X, Y, Z. And honestly, I'm very real with them. Like, that, that's probably not your thing. Okay, now. You know, that's, okay. that's probably not your thing. Um, Or they'll say, you know, I'm ready to quit my job today. Well, let's talk about that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like I said, we need to position ourselves yeah. to, you know, Use that company of that position that we're in to leverage and set the, you know, the foundation mm-hmm. for this new venture mm-hmm. that you want to, you know, step upon. Mm-hmm. So we come up with a strategic plan and we just start checking off the list, mm-hmm. you know, and we hold your hand every step of the way. Um, it's like we we. I feel that your company that we're starting mm-hmm. or that I'm getting into is also like mine. Okay. So we want to grow with you. I want to be able to take your That's business, nice. help you scale by mm-hmm. the fact that my firm will be able to handle your accounting or mm-hmm. handle your bookkeeping. We have lawyers on staff, mm-hmm. I mean, on payroll, mm-hmm. you know, so um, we can handle all of that for you where you're not spending so much money out and no, nor are you working backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, and maybe you're just not completely ready to go, but let's get the business started. Okay. Let's get it formulated. Let's have it build some tenure and time and, mm-hmm. you know, have it ready because you just never know. You know, yeah. let's just say you started a T-shirt business and you have a little heat press at home. You don't have the whole 
you know, yeah. um, uh, list of equipments, but you have enough to say somebody's like, hey, I need two shirts, mm. you know, press me out two shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and now you just made 50 bucks. Right. But then who, how are you going to invoice it? Mm. Where's that money going? Right. You know, but if you're already in position and all thing you have to do is click a little button and send mm-hmm. them a little payment link. It's 50 bucks, yeah. but 50 bucks is 50 bucks. 50 it's bucks is $50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not going so, yeah, to turn our nose up on that. Money is money. But let's let's start positioning ourselves where, you know, you don't, let's get the business formulated. And that's a good thing. Even if we sit on it, you know. So. That's a good point, Jay, because oftentimes when we do have these ideas, maybe we're doing too much mm-hmm. initially. So I'm going to ask you, when is an ideal time to become an LLC. I noticed that your company is is titled as an LLC. We hear a lot of talk about that. Sometimes we're a entrepreneur for a very long time and didn't even think about becoming that. So ideally, when is it a good time that we should think about becoming an entity like that? Um, I would actually start it from the beginning. Okay. I would start it from the beginning. Okay. Um, you can start a business, of course, being uh, self-employed, mm-hmm. being your own um, entity without having the LLC. Mm-hmm. But again, if I called you up today and you're and you have a product that you really could deliver, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and you're not set up properly, right. then or I'm saying, hey, I have an opportunity for you. Um, but they need, you know, your W-9 with your corporate information mm-hmm. on it. They want to know or if there's funding available, there's a grant available. But these are some of the things that you have to have in place. Yeah. I just say, go ahead and let's do it immediately. Mm-hmm. If, we, if, if the funding is available, you know, $100, $125 to get that LLC started, let's go ahead and just get it started. Gotcha. And that way you're set up, take the $50, let's go open up a bank, a business bank account. And so that you're ready, you can start collecting and building capital um, at your pace, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. based off what we discussed. But I think immediately separate your personal from your business. Awesome. Awesome. Like I mentioned, you have a lot of hats for your company. Would you recommend as you talk to people and you understand what their passion is and you're having these strategic conversations, would you recommend that somebody have various different streams or maybe focus on one thing at a time? Or is it a case by case basis? Um, I think it's a case by case okay. basis. Um, ultimately, having multiple streams of income is definitely where, where yeah, you go. It's very attractive. <laughs> very attractive. It's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you want to. Yeah. You, you want to be able to have that and build that legacy. And it, it come. It definitely comes in multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely have to pace yourself. You definitely have to pace yourself, and and we have to fit what's based off your lifestyle. What's based off the budget, you know, um, and there's some things you definitely can do simultaneously. Okay. So, okay. You don't want to stretch yourself too thin. No. I'm guilty of that. No, no. <laughs> I'm pulling back. Like I've, I've, I, I told somebody no just this morning and no. we'll, we'll talk about it offline, but yeah. um, as a mom, you said you were a young mom and that, and that's another thing because with this brand, Real Chicks Rock, of course, 65% of the people that support this brand are women. The 35% are men. Yay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, whether you're married or not, the mom title is just what it is. And so kids have needs. They got to get them to school. There's homework. There's this and that. You work for corporate America. How do you carve out the time to be this entrepreneur? What would you suggest to, to moms trying to balance it out? How did you balance it out? Oh, um, it, 
so real. <laughs> it was it was challenging yeah. balancing it yeah. out. Um I watched my mom um make she rest in peace. <laughs> I watched my mom work so hard mm. um, and spend less time with her kids. She really? missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And watching my mom was really a learning experience for me to um, ensure that when I became a mom that I I did have that balance. So, right. like I said, it was important for me to be able to carve my own way mm-hmm. um, from the beginning and and try to schedule myself accordingly. Um, I was married, you know, when I had my daughter. But when I divorced, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I had to, I switched gears. Right. And that's when I went back to the salon. Mm. I opened up a salon. I didn't miss, I was constantly at her school. I'm de- I definitely carved around time. But mm-hmm. she became a shop kid too. Okay. And then it's still, even though I thought that I was having a balancing act, being present yes, in her life, yes. we were spending long hours in the shop, in the shop, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was, you know, again, I would take on, you know, roles in, in different corporate jobs, um, you know, on a temporary basis, um, again, building my exit strategy. Yeah. And so um, it still became a process where I was like, okay, I have to pull completely away. Mm-hmm. But being able to set my schedule um, accordingly um, allowed me to to really, truly balance. But it, it took some time for me to, yeah. to learn that. Yeah. And, and it was because I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have that support system, mm. you know, and you have to have the, the, su- the support system mm. there, have the people that really can help you to balance that because you can't really do it on your own. I think oftentimes we are trying to be these super people mm-hmm. and we don't want to inconvenience other people. So we're going to, I don't want to be a bother. I'm going to try to do it all on your own. And you wear yourself out. You do. And you wear yourself out from the inside out. Yep. Guilty. And so you <laughs> learn to say, I need help or pause or slow down. or. And I think the other thing too, at least I'm going to speak for myself. I felt that if I didn't do it all, if I didn't do it, I wasn't productive. Like sometimes we feel that if we're not doing something, we're not productive. Productivity could just be in rest. Yeah. Right. Because of, of having rest creates a freshness of mind and clarity for you to be able to do the next day or the next thing. And I think most of us keep going until there's just nothing left. Right. And then maybe sickness takes our body mm-hmm. and makes us sit down and those type of things. So I think that as 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 single parents or moms or entrepreneurs that are doing this dual life, right? Because we still got to go to work and then we're still doing this thing. We're learning to try to figure out what's important and how to keep things um, balanced for us. I want to ask you, Jay, about your exit strategy because some of us are getting older, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like enough. We are having the thoughts in our mind. Enough is enough already. We're grateful for the job because it does provide food and shelter, clothing, all those necessities, the right? <laughs> the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. But it does uh, sponsor and promote your your passion, right. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know how, how to create this exit. Like, how do we exit? Is it... um Is it savings? Is it that we need to have enough money set aside? Is it... Really feeling that our entrepreneurial endeavor is really about to take off. And so we really need to commit a hundred percent into it. 
Like we just don't know how to strategically plan an exit. What what say you, Jay? What do you think we would need to do? Um, you know, that's a really great question. I think for what has worked, what I've seen work in the past is just really sitting down, like I said, and just really mapping out Ooh. what it is that you truly want to do Ooh. and then putting together a budget of what that's going to look Ooh. like. And then also finding in in just your everyday expenses, Ooh. how you can scale that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and maybe cut back on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, Every year towards the end of year, I revisit any type of contractual obligation gotcha. that I'm yeah. in <laughs> down yeah. to the cable bill. Yes. Those <laughs> crooks. Right. If there is a, if there is something new that I qualify for, you know, I bluff, I call their bluffs. Yes. Here, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I need out. And they're like, what? Let me get the retention department yeah, yeah. on the phone. <laughs> See if I can offer her yes. $9.99 instead of $19.99, you know. So I do whatever I can. Mm-hmm. And I suggest that as well to start scaling back, you know, and then your families as well. Bring them um, involved. This is an opportunity to start teaching your kids about savings. Mm. It's an opportunity for you to kind of show them and express it and be communicative to your family yeah. and household of what this, what you're thinking and what the plan you have for their lives mm-hmm. and this change so that they can support you in that. Uh-huh. Um, it, little people can, can be yeah, great. They can help too. Yeah. <laughs> be a great help. And so it's just really just finding that budget um, in place, scaling on personal household incomes, kind of writing that down yeah. um, and let's come up with a plan and and from there we'll be able to determine how long is it going to take based off the 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 um um where you are career wise and how much revenue that you're really mm-hmm. bringing in and can we take a percentage of that revenue and start pumping that into the capital that's of nice. the of the business yeah that's so nice. and you can have most companies you can pull that out you can have they can split your check yeah. six different ways in most cases yeah um, you're, um so there's opportunity there. Um, to do that. But again, it's it's really based off making sure that you contact, you know, a professional, especially in that yeah. instance, and have them help you work through that strategy. Um, yeah. We just don't know enough professionals like yourself, Jay, in the sense that I think that people say they're a coach, but I'm like coaching of what? Of what? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, and talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. You, I think you need the tools and it sounds like you clearly have tools in place for your clients, for yourself um, to help make this happen. Because oftentimes we're entrepreneurs and we don't write nothing down. We don't write nothing there, down. Do, there's not a business plan. Mm-hmm. There's not a mission statement. There's not goals or objectives. There's not a budget. Maybe, maybe not. Gotta have the budget. Um, we fall off on it because unfortunately life does happen, yeah. right? And then we're picking from other places and pulling from other things. And and then it just runs off the rails. And so then we don't even really feel like we're being the entrepreneur that we believe we can be or should be. Right. Right. We're basically not having the tools, you know, like you really you really hit it on the head. It's like mm. I said, you you asked me earlier, like yeah. how soon to get an LLC? I say immediately. immediately. And I say that because we can start building business credit. We can start doing all yeah. these things while you're still over here. Right. Balancing. And we can balance it where it's not too much. Mm-hmm. But it's just starting to really position yourself. And like you said, writing those goals. Yeah. Now, coming up with them. That's part of the strategic plan that, you know, we we go over. It's the goals. It's the mission. Mm-hmm. And then, 
you have us to help to put the business plan together. Yeah. Like we take a lot of the hard work and the stress off of you. That Oftentimes, a lot of things that I do, it's not that it can't be done, especially from the from my I want to say my higher revenue mm-hmm. clients. Mm-hmm. It's not that they can't they 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 can afford to not. You know, yeah, yes. so when it comes to reading the contract, when it comes to applying for funding and things of that nature, they just pay for convenience. I know that's right. They pay, they pay for convenience. And, you know, and then the jargon of it all, the fact that, you know, we have people in place or someone like myself that can understand a different jargon mm-hmm. um, to help them get some of these contracts, yes. to help them get funding and things of that nature. Um, people just they see it, they read it and it just it's like Chinese. In a sense, they it's another language. Yeah. In, in yeah. essence, yeah. it's another language, it is. and and that's why we're here to help you. And we're based helping. on the area, the language is different, so mm-hmm. it's not even the same language. Now, Jay, where did you find that the timing of you really stepping out and doing your business? Now, here's COVID, and now oh, everybody's getting these grants. Everybody's like, I got a business. I do this. I do that. Did you find that? Um, you need pe- more people needed your services and they was like, nah, I got it. I'm do what I do. Um, and now, now uh, uncle Joe and uncle Sam and everybody, uncle and auntie is like, Oh, we done gave you this money. We want it back. Where you at? Who do you like? We calling you out. So <laughs> did you, did you find that you were a little more busier or less than how was it for you during Listen, the pandemic? Bring COVID back. <laughs> Bring me another pandemic. <laughs> I, I, it was, I know I'm not serious. I don't, I want COVID back, <laughs> but it really was probably one of my most successful wow. years. Mm. Um, and most rewarding. Okay. That's when I truly saw how impactful, um, I was for my clients I got you. and the ones that they referred to me as well. Um, there was some uncles and aunties that was calling. I'm sorry, you don't qualify for this. It's yeah. not what we doing over here. You okay. Know, you good. probably can call, you know, somebody else. Yeah. TT off yeah. the, mm-hmm. off the block, but <laughs> yeah, we, we do legitimate business around That's here, good. Yeah. but it goes back to having that LLC mm-hmm. set up already. Mm-hmm. It was already getting some type of funding mm-hmm. and working and things mm-hmm. of nature. All my clients, none of my clients, fell short when it came to the pandemic because they mm-hmm. were in place to receive the funding that they qualified for. Nice. And it was different, but I was able to get millions of dollars awesome. for my clients. And I was very, very happy about that. They didn't miss a beat. Congratulations. They, you know, and I, so that made me very proud. Yeah. On top of that, just the shutdown in itself allowed me to really... Um, tap into myself yes, and yes. my creativity mm-hmm. as well as kind of take a moment to um, just do some, you know, some yeah. self-reflecting mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and also to gain more knowledge right. in areas where I hadn't had time before. before. Mm-hmm. So I was able to really pour into myself. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was able to, you know, really be that vessel that my clients needed and mm-hmm. the people that they referred. Um, so I, I really, the pandemic was good. It was good to, to you. <laughs> that's, that's good. It was really good. That's good. What's the most challenging uh, things that has been for you? You got all of these different, um, I'm going to call you like an umbrella mm-hmm. LLC. That's true. You, mm-hmm. you offer so many different services. What's been the most challenging for you, Jay? 
Um, the most challenging, I have to be honest, is I get really invested. Okay. I get very invested. You're 10 toes down. I'm You're ten, all in. I'm all in. Gotcha. And I end up taking on <laughs> so much mm-hmm. uh, from my clients, especially those that um, when I go in and I do, we, we do the discovery call, right? The introduction, well, I'm learning more about your business. Right, right. And then I actually go in and I do a full assessment. I dig into you know, your, um, all your financials, mm-hmm. things I'd like to drop off the, the boxes, you know, or the records. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking a deep dive because ultimately I want to know, um, can you, how can you afford the service right. that I can provide you? Right. Right. And I want to be able to, um, be flexible and curate a, um, strategy based off your needs mm-hmm. and really based off your budget. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my budget doesn't fit everyone. And right. sometimes I have to tailor my budget to fit this particular client because I truly, truly believe wow. in what they have okay. um, and what they're trying to offer or what they're trying to deliver. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little frustrating because sometimes it devalues your, um, uh, the work that you're doing. Right. And, um, and they, and it, it almost comes off as they're taking it for granted or they're just not moving and working as hard as you need them to. Okay. And okay. I get burnt out. Okay. Okay. You know, and okay. then it doesn't look so pretty because right. then it's like, now I don't care about the business or something like that. So I think the challenging is, is, is really, um, that's been my biggest challenge. Okay. It's really just, I just get very invested, mm-hmm. um, in, in what they and have to with offer. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're growing. The goal is to grow with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to save you as much money as possible so that you can take that money and just really, um, be able to grow your business, um, in other areas, um, and I call in favors and things of that nature, you know? So it's just like, I, I just get really invested, but it also can really, it, it it burns me out. I can understand that. (laughs) Let me, let me ask you this. What do you see as a challenge for most entrepreneurs? Is it that it's the money, their business isn't growing or expanding the way they see it, or they don't believe in their product or they don't believe in themselves as an entrepreneur? What is some of the challenges you've seen? For my African, um, African-American community, yes, it's yes. really funding. Mm. It's really, it's really being able to lock down funding. They get very discouraged because mm-hmm. um, not everyone come in being able to be their own personal guarantor. Right you know, to get certain funding. And um, this is why we go ahead and try to, you know, put paperwork in place. And and it's really based at this point in time, it's really based on relationships. And you don't have to get funding the traditional way anymore mm-hmm. of trying to get a loan. It's really just putting yourself in place with maybe just high dollar, you know, associates mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. needing to just invest money or or is they have a similar interest in what you're doing. Right. Um, and it's really just connecting those people. Um, I babysit a lot of uh accounts before where I say just I'm just babysitting money <laughs> for for clients and they need something to do. They need the tax write-offs. They need to be able to, you know, find a fun, a foundation that they can invest into. And things in nature. So I also try to make those connections. But I think the hardest thing, um, and it's somewhat getting better, especially since, um, you know, the pandemic mm-hmm, and, and all mm-hmm. that there that's out there. But again, it's like, how do they obtain it? Mm-hmm. And they get, you know, 
they want to tap out. Right. Um, so it's really, I think it's the funding and then it's consistency. Yeah. You know, just really getting people to take, get the spirit of procrastination off of them. <laughs> that, that is, Ooh. that spirit is sinful. <laughs> so. And it's real too. It's real. And I think procrastination, what drives it in some instances is fear. Mm-hmm. Very true. I don't, you know, I don't think I'm going to get it anyway. I don't, you know, I don't know. And, and so we got to learn to get out of our own way, mm-hmm. right? Learning. That's a, that's a muscle that you got to work every single day. Every single day. Now you mentioned sometimes that you might experience burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Just cause you're always, you're in, like you're in, you want to see people win as your client. Do you have a coach? Like, how do you stay motivated? Who, what, who pours into you? Is it your spirituality or do you have a coach? Is it a network of people? Um, that are entre- serial entrepreneurs like yourself that you kind of rub elbows with or talk to? Like, what keeps you going? Um, so this is something that I want to say even up to recently that I'm, I am, um, I've been trying to be more present. Okay. Um, the biggest thing for me is it really is my spirituality. All right. Um, I do take a lot of time to self assess, mm-hmm. self reflect. Um, I do a lot of small group sessions okay. with church, oh. um, in, in my church, mm-hmm. which has been very helpful because they talk about spiritual warfare. Yes. They talk about entrepreneurship and, or, you know, and, and how to cope within that. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate those mm-hmm. and it has really helped me, mm-hmm. you know, along my career. Mm-hmm. And I do have a, um, a coach that is a really good friend of mine. Um, but my biggest thing, and again, being transparent, because I'm not saying like I always have it together, mm-hmm. it is just really being present. I'm a very private person. And like just now trying to get into the social media scene, because I've been really blessed by having business that is all word of mouth. I've never had to advertise, you know, my my services mm-hmm. for anything that I do. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's been a blessing. But we're we're moving in a we're different changing direction. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. It is. Yeah. Um, and and it's not it's not as sustainable. So mm-hmm. I'm having to use the tool myself, even though I coach it <laughs> about the social media aspect of it. Um but I mean, I'm 27 years yeah, in. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit different. But now I'm having to also say, hey. You know, I got to I got to also take my yeah. own advice, yeah. you know, yeah. coach myself to make sure that I'm that I become more present mm-hmm. um, and be seen as well. And also, too, because I really feel like at the end of the day, people can truly learn something. I definitely have something to share, a story to share. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's not it hasn't always been pretty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There mm-hmm. are pitfalls. There are, you know, miles, um, you know, mountains that you have to climb. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you fall short and things like that. That's real, you know, and people yeah. don't like to show a lot of that no. real, especially on social media. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all a facade yeah. oftentimes. Yeah. And so it's, for me, it's just about being genuine. Yeah. Um, Aida Duncan, um, say yes to you is one of uh, my good friends and she's also my coach. Nice. Um, so she is, that's who I go to, you know, for, <laughs> Um, advice. And then I read things as well. The people that I follow that they don't know I follow. Mm-hmm. I am Nikki Harris um, mm-hmm. is one of them mm-hmm. that I follow mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And she is um actually went to school with her. Wow. And 
I think her background's like HR, but she is really motivational. Yeah. I love reading her information on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just never know. Just sometimes you just get that little nugget and you read it and you sit on yeah. it. I take it, you know, and it that's I just that is what helps balance. Mm. And I'm a and I'm a uh, I'm a Bella, aka grandmother. Mm. And so now I got two new little babies that need you, that need me. They and, need them. They need they, they need you. And I get to love on them. And, um, you know, that that helps me to, you know, continue to just. I guess, take all of that in that I'm dealing with and then being able to just kind of like. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's fine because you, the line of work that you're in. You are a brand, but you're not a personality or a celebrity per se. And I think that your clients respect the fact that you're not everywhere on social media because they don't want to feel like their business is going to be Absolutely. everywhere on social media. So I think that it, I think there's enough of you there to know that you're, you exist. Um, but there, we, you don't have to go any further than that. That I, I, just my, just my personal take. Mm-hmm. on it um social media is not for everyone mm-hmm. right but that's where your creativeness comes in because then you find different ways to get to the audience that's not on social media right, right? which are the blogs which mm-hmm. could be newsletters which could be like you said word of mouth which is the best mm-hmm. by the way you know versus finding people that you don't even know on a social media platform and then having to get them in your space or in your world but i mean you know Certain businesses and entities that works, that's the way to go. And then for others, it isn't. Right. So it just, it's just again, trying to find that balance. It's always trying to find the balance, um, which is very important. And, and I respect the fact that you being a serial entrepreneur, you know what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I find that, and I'm going to go back to hairdressers. I used to have a, uh, used to be permed long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I realized was that it was one uh, perm for everybody. Uh, and that's not the case. That is not the and case. And so everybody is different. And so when you talk about a strategist or a coat, there has to be versatility within that person to know that each person that comes is different. Even if their business is something similar that we've heard others do before, the person that's driving it is different. That's, Personalities that's, are different. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this because we talked about more or less clients that are probably in a, in a for-profit place mm-hmm. or space. Do you have clients that are nonprofit? Do you yes. work with nonprofit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm a nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So is it any different or it's still the same kind of conversations as it relates to just understanding what the goals are for your nonprofit and how do you help people monetize? Because it's a very thin line. I think that people feel that because you're nonprofit, you don't want money, but it takes Uh, money to do what you do, right? To sit here. It takes money to do this. Like nobody's kicking you anything for free. That is the biggest misconception. (laughs) The like, biggest misconception yeah. is that just because you have a nonprofit, that there is no profit. Wait, Absolutely, the money got to come from somewhere. The money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. There is a service somewhere in there. Right. <laughs> you know, so how are you, else are you gonna? Right, you know, exactly. There's not one way to raise the money. It's just not all based off just um, donations. Exactly, and things of nature. So you have to have certain things in place. But 
again, yeah, it does. It the conversation is slightly different mm-hmm. um, because there's also a lot of different compliance and legalities that come with mm-hmm. that. So the conversation has to be different. Yes. And first of all, my first question is: Are you compliant? Yeah. You know, have we paid our taxes? Yeah. Have we, you know, filed our taxes? Mm-hmm. Do we have a board? Are we utilizing mm-hmm. our board? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know, part of the conversation. There's like, okay, so what are we doing? What is the the service that you're providing? Mm-hmm. And um, is there opportunity for you co- to collaborate with the with another yeah. um, nonprofit or yeah. even a corporation? Yes, you know, in that sense. So I'm we're having a conversation, kind of figuring out what area that that um, what area you're in mm-hmm. as far as your nonprofit, and then. How can we help to grow that? Mm-hmm. How can we give that more exposure without having to spend a lot of money, having a gala, mm-hmm. big fundraiser, right. things of that nature? Right. So we're using uh, nonprofits is, uh, for nonprofits. I think social media is a, uh, a it's necessary. Helpful. Yeah, it's very it's helpful. helpful. Um, and then just engaging, uh, making sure that you also have the right board because mm-hmm. your board is. So if we compile the those that's going to help to grow yeah. and ex- and give yeah. that um that organization exposure. Yeah. And sometimes we have um our board that is very silent. They don't work. <laughs> they don't they don't work. They so don't we show up for meetings. They don't do nothing. They don't do nothing. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want them to, but that's that's against the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want to have that board that's there and it's going to be consistent. That's like they believe in what it is that you're trying to do and what the services that you're trying to provide for your community, you know, mm-hmm. for your state or wh- whatever it is that you're trying to do. And it's okay. So now it's like, for me, it's really the engagement, right. it's really the, um, the compliance piece of mm-hmm. it. And how do we go in and, and again, strategize how we're going to reach um, more people mm-hmm. to um, be able to service the 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 community that you're trying to service for you for your nonprofit. Gotcha. So, but yeah, so it is a slightly different conversation. Gotcha. I want to get back to some tips and techniques. We talked about um, initially. As soon as you feel you want to become an entrepreneur, start this business. Having the LLC is helpful. Yes. What would be the next two things that someone would have? Let me. Add, I'm. I'm gonna throw you a bone. Is having a business plan a necessity as an entrepreneur? Is that the next step for them or is that down the road? No, having a business, first of all, setting your goals and objectives. Okay. Would probably be, you know, just really just mapping out because you, okay. um, you don't necessarily know exactly, you know, what you want to do per se. Like mm-hmm. I said, you may know and then we do the LLC, mm-hmm. you know, you may be that lucky. But let's just say you didn't. <laughs> let's just say you really didn't have a clue as of to, a full direction, a full right. scope of what you want, right? right? So we're going to go ahead and let's just get the business form. That that's okay. So we're going to okay. strategize. We're going to come up with a with a great name, you know, for mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. and we're going to make sure that it has the correct industry, um, you know, NAX codes and things of that nature, right? right. And then um, I'm just going to just again, I'm really, that's to me that's the foundation okay. of it all. We're setting okay. the foundation. We're okay. getting the LLC. We're getting the the bank account. We're um, mm-hmm. and I'm probably working on, are you a mi- female minority, Right. you know, company? Let's right. go ahead and get your cert, apply for your certification for that, you wow. know, as a minority. Like we're going to work on making sure that you, your foundation is strong, you know, and then we're going to go in and, and just let, really just map out 
Um, you know, what are some of the goals that you, you know, you want? What are, what are some of the business? I take all this information. It doesn't have to be in any type of order. And I help you come up with that plan. So those are really the next steps. Like I said, it's just really just taking the, the hard work. Uh, I just need you to talk. Yeah. You talk. I put the strategy. Uh, <laughs> you talk. I put the strategy together. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making all these signs and stuff because. <laughs> I have things in place, but I was like, man, I could have used you years ago because it was trying to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you don't generate a lot of money, you can't pay, always pay for the service. Then sometimes you pay for the service and they ain't providing you no service. They're not providing you a service. You know, and so you're out. And mm-hmm. so then you got to figure it out. And so you know, filing for an LLC and becoming a 501c3 and getting a board. And you, you just don't know. You go to the Google gods. You're going to Google. <laughs> Listen, Google is good. Yeah. You, know, you try to figure it out. You ask different entities, maybe just how are they doing? And it's like, you just, you really don't know. And that is exasperating. That mm-hmm. is exhausting because you just, you don't know how to really get this going. So it's great to know that there are people like you in place that can help guide people because, you know, there are people that do want to pay their taxes. You don't want to get in trouble with Uncle Sam. Like, you don't want liens put on anything. You don't want your money being funny. You don't want to always do car deals. Like, you know, we we got to stop operating out the trunk of our car and we got to stop making deals on napkins. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And just just our word, your word got has to marry to a contract and it Absolutely. has to show some legacy behind it, like some foundation. And so I think, again, as people, because minority-owned businesses in Georgia, 35% of them are are Black people. So we do have a footprint here just in the state of Georgia alone that are business entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so, again, just revisiting, right? So do you recommend also, 2J, that at the first of the year, I know you do it for yourself, that people go back and visit their goals because I think oftentimes we think we're stuck or we're trapped in what we initially thought. And sometimes your business evolves. Like you decide to maybe pivot a little bit or turn. Is that a bad thing to do? Or No, or no? it's not a bad thing to do at all. It's, um, it's, that's corporate does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like before the end of the year hit, before the last quarter, they're already forecasting yeah. how their budgets are going to go for the next year. For the yeah. next year. They do it in October. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. sooner. The yeah. conversation is already happening. There, it's already happening. They're trying to meet sales quotas, goals, yeah. and wrap up all that, what they need to do before the end of their fiscal mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And so you want to do the same mm-hmm. and not wait necessarily to the beginning of the year. I mean, if you, if you have to. You know, it's never mm-hmm. it's never a bad time to do right, it. Right, right. But you definitely want to say, okay, you know, you have good records, hopefully, of you know, of, of what receipts you- in the boxes. They got receipts and shoe boxes. Receipts <laughs> and shoe boxes. Let's put it in the spreadsheet, my goodness. And um <laughs> some quick books. Yeah. <laughs> and let's um, you know, let's kind of see what could ha- what could you have done differently? Mm. But you definitely want to go back and reflect over um, and just kind of see what worked, mm-hmm. what 
what didn't work right. or, or didn't work as well. Right. How and if it didn't work that w- that well, what did we miss? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's definitely not a bad time. Sometimes you want to pivot. Like I'm pivoting. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Um, you and some milk. Yeah, I'm at. No, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. You know, I really do want to just really coach more. Mm. I really want. I helping people is really is 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 my is really my passion um and I don't want to get burnt out about it okay Even when I left when I left the career of doing hair it's because I just really wanted to give the service away ah. I wanted to do it for free mm. I wanted to go to the shelters and do proms for young ladies oh. or and women who are just going back into the workforce because that's what feels me. God has been so good to me. That's beautiful. You know, that Mm. it's just like, for me, I just want to give that back. And so I didn't want to get burnt out and be like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. I knew I wasn't ever going to stay behind the chairs. And then as good as successful as I I was in that, I still keep up. I still get training Mm -hmm. in the latest and and, um, Mm -hmm. the greatest. I still look into what's new, the technique. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll go to one of my girlfriend's salons and I'm like, let me get a chair for the day. You know, <laughs> let me book a client, you know? So <laughs> I, I still it. do that because it's, it's where I started. I love it. It's yeah. going to be something that I always have and that I always continue to, to, to really nurture that skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I was blessed with a lot of gifts and I had to sure learn have. very on how to balance that. Mm-hmm. So many people was just like, Oh, you need to choose one thing. Or you should do, you know, they felt like, oh, you should really open a restaurant and cook. Or you mm. should just open up another. Oh, they'll say farm. something like this. You're just all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, oh, you just, you're just doing a lot. You're doing too much. Or say something like, yeah. you know, you're Jamaican. I'm like, what does that mean? This you, got 14, <laughs> you got 14 jobs. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, everything is still under my <laughs> umbrella. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm not doing anything yes. that I'm yes. different than I was doing when I was 10 or 12. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So I was the the neighborhood stylist. You know, mm-hmm. I was the I was the party planner. I was cooking. You, you know, and I'm still doing. And I was saving money to help take care of my my siblings mm-hmm. and I. And I still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. I have not changed. I just grew it. I just yeah. Grew it. You know, expound upon it. I I got my training in it. I you know I just learned how to really grow that and and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just think that. You know, it's definitely okay to pivot. I definitely want to get to the point for myself where I'm just really just going out and just really speaking more and just and pouring into people mm-hmm, and letting them know mm-hmm. that this is, it doesn't matter how old you are. Right. Um, this is how we can start. We mm-hmm. can make this process easy, easier, mm-hmm. where it's not as, you don't have to fear it. Like mm-hmm. you have people here that truly want to see you know, our community really be successful. People in our community be successful. I know that's right. So I know that's right. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, this This conversation was more for me than any, oh. anybody else. Because all, you know, we, I, we look like we got it together, but we don't. When you pull the sheets back, there are pockets, there's areas that need work. Yeah. Um, as entrepreneurs, personally, we wrestle with it almost daily. I've, I've stopped, but it's like, I'm really doing it. It's what I'm doing. Like you question, what am I doing? Like, is this really impactful? Is this really what I want to do? Is this you? And you wrestle and you tussle with it. And it's very inspiring to know 
that there's help out here to help you. So before you uh, give up on it, mm-hmm. um, you have an opportunity to cultivate it, right? And get it to the next level. We say what next level is, but if the foundation isn't right, are we really ready for next no, level? No, we're still working backwards. And I just say, don't work backwards. Mm. And then it's okay. Like we fall short. Mm. People need to understand that that's okay for us to also fall short. Mm. You know, sometimes you do have to take a step back. You have to reassess. You have to re- probably even just real get realigned with your own mm-hmm. spirits and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And I do, you know, and part of that call when I, when we really step in and we decide to 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 get in this marriage together mm. with um, this business, I need to know personally what's going on with you. Because again, what you do personally also affects yeah. your bottom line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how you spend money, how you save yeah. money, you know, what's happening in your everyday life. Yeah. Are you, you know, so we kind of, we take a dive into yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, all of that matters. Yeah. You know, me understanding who you are as a person. Yeah. And if I want to be aligned with that, yes. are, you know, is, am, is my business going to be, uh, is it attracted, yeah. you know, attracted to yeah. what it is that you're trying to achieve? Yeah. You know, ultimately, I want to see your vision through. And I'm going to work dang on hard yeah. to to make that happen. Um, but ultimately, we have to we have to have a good partnership. Yeah. In order to, and you have to be able to trust the process. You do. You do. Becoming a, an entrepreneur is never an easy thing. Uh for some of us, we look at it as an opportunity to break cycles mm-hmm. in our bloodline and our families and stuff like that because of the type of work that our family did or not do mm-hmm. or the way that they lived. And again, we want better for our children or for our children's children. And so we're thinking this road to entrepreneurism is the way to go. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. It's not for everyone. It's not. And it gets people uh, later in life, like I didn't get, get it until in my 40s, you know, um, late, late. Thought it was too late. I thought I was going to work for corporate America for the rest of my life. And I still work for corporate, but I need a strategy. You know, I, I definitely do. Um, and I realized that uh, corporate America, when I started, is not the same today. So it's changed. Yeah. Right. The way it treats its employees is totally different than it did when I started. And so it, it's time to definitely have different things or points of interest. Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to mm-hmm. keep say that, keep it a buck and leave it right there. Yeah. Different <laughs> points of interest um, to just make sure that my living has not been in vain. Right. So we're going to start an LLC. We're going to talk about um, our goals for the LL- for our business. What are our goals? And then what would be the third thing that we would need to do? Um, it's time for ex- it's time to execute. It's time to go. It's time Let to go. go. It's time to execute. Again, go. we're going to we're going to pray <laughs> off that spirit of procrastination. <laughs> and we're and I'm not even going to say we're going to go at your pace. Mm. We're going to, I'm, my job is to coach you and to stay on you and say, Hey, this is, and, and make it comfortable. Mm. Again, I take a lot of the, the, the pressure and, and truly a lot of the hard work. You just have to tell me what it is. And then I'm going to tell you what I think Mm. based on my expertise of which direction and how we should go. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to come up with a few things that you have thought of. Okay. Right. So I can, I can pretty much, you know, blow the ink on okay it. so <laughs> and um and then it's just it's the ex it's execution mm. it's execution time 
Do we need a vision board? Do 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 vision boards work? I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think vision boards do work. Okay. Um, I I'm realistic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the part. Yeah, okay. It's realistic. Okay. Vision boards. Okay. You know, we not. It's you know, it's possible. You know, anything is possible. Anything, they say. Is, possible. anything is possible. But we're gonna put a realistic. And, and for me, the vision board is just, is our strategic plan. Take this strategic plan. Let's stick it on this vision board and, like and let's go. And then like we're going to continue to manifest the things that you truly that you truly desire to have. But we're going to put a realistic plan together. I like that's attainable. It. I'm excited. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even a client yet. 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 I said yet, and I'm excited. This was. This was good. This was good. You have. Thank you for having me, first of all, because you have no idea how this has been on my list of things. This is my very first podcast. I've had people talk to me about it all the time. But when I got the call, I was so excited. Um, I'm typically usually people's first. And very and very nervous. I was initially very nervous about it. I'm just like, I talk about this. Yeah, all the time. No, you know, all the time. But I know my words. I start tripping over nope. my words yeah. and <laughs> this, this getting just, super nervous. This is just but... what the people need, at least what I needed. How can the people find you, Jay? We talked about social media, but how can people reach you? What's the best way to contact you if they're interested in consultation or being a client or maybe if they had a question? Maybe they want to be a strategist or a coach like like yourself and, and want to uh, talk to a like-minded person like you. How do they reach you? So um, a few different ways they can reach me by going to my website, okay, um, which is um, kavinasandassociates.com. That's Kevin, mm-hmm. I-N-E-Z-Z, like mm-hmm. the word Kevin, K-E-V-I-N-E-Z-Z, mm-hmm. and associates.com. And you can book a free introductory uh, 30-minute call with me. And we can just kind of like break the ice. I can learn a little bit about you. And we can just kind of go from there. You can find me on social media at um, consult with underscore J on social media, uh, formerly consistent underscore consistent, um, but is now um, consult with underscore J, the letter J. Um, And you can also, um, you know, just be, the best way would be just to book me yeah, through the through website. The consultation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30 minutes. That's nice. You can learn a lot in 30 minutes. I can get a lot out of you in 30 minutes. I'm going to schedule my time. <laughs> so please, please, please call. Um, I'm just I'm just looking forward to 2024 um, being a great year for everyone. Um, it's, and for me, you know, I want to know what what this year means for you. Like for me, it's just redefinement. It's just redefining, you know, what I already have in place and just making it better mm. and tailoring it to to where again you don't I don't get overworked mm. or you mm. know overwhelmed and and just really truly be able to reach some of my other goals. Mm. I plan on tapping more into the international market with awesome. real estate and things of that nature. So I need a little time, yeah. little space. I can't, you know, get completely wrapped up. But mm. there's some other things, some other offerings that, you know, people need that I want to be able to provide. Mm. So mm. I'm, it's for me, it's redefining. What about you? What's this year? For me, for uh, I'm I'm standing on uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you, declare the Lord, which is plans to uh, prosper you and not to hurt you or mm-hmm. harm you. Plans of hope 
and of a future. So that has been my thing for 2024 is just really standing on that and knowing that it is to prosper, to have hope, to have a future and and not necessarily um, be harmed Mm -hmm. in the process. And that'll help me get over any fears or procrastination, as you talked about, but getting out of my own way. Yeah. Is basically what it is. So I'm going to get out of my own way. Get out of your own way. Uh, well, I'm definitely here to support I you. I know. I'm going, to <laughs> I'm going to get my 30 minutes consultation. This was great. Thank you so much Thank for your you time for today. Me. This is awesome. Until next time, be well, take care, and continue to rock on. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Be sure to like it, leave your comments, and share it with a friend. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.